0: is The Art of Masculinity with your host, Johnny El Hey, everyone. Today's guest is my dear friend, Stephanos Safandos. He is one of the most prolific leaders in the men's development space and has worked with thousands of people from all over the world, from elite special operations soldiers to Olympic gold medalists to high-performing CEOs, entrepreneurs, world champion fighters, and couples wanting to deepen and heal their relationships. He is one of the most amazing men in my life and is a brother to me, but also is such a leader and somebody who always challenges me to rise and continue to support men the way that I do. So, so humbled to have him on the show. So humbled to call him a friend. And I know you guys are really going to enjoy this episode that we have for you today. As good friends, we get the opportunity to just jam out and really dive into masculinity, what it looks like today. The challenge. That men are having both sides of the fence from the men who are, you know, physical presence to men who are really tapped into their spiritual and emotional side and what that looks like in the world and maybe how we as men can be more well-rounded and balance that. And on top of all of that, we are talking about how we all have this alpha within us. He just needs to be let out. He needs to be realized, he needs to be seen, and we need to know how to tap into him. So this is such a fun episode for us. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I will see you around the corner all right everyone welcome back to the art of masculinity today's guest is probably i mean arguably one of my favorite people on this planet also just a, a brother of mine and i love him to death Stefano stefandos he's been on the show before just an amazing human being how are you doing brother
1: i'm good man I'm, I'm excited to be here. i was literally thinking about this before before we jumped on i'm like. Am I doing a podcast? It just feels like I'm just going to chat with John. Like this is going to be great. (laughs) What am I doing here? We're having a conversation. It's what we do.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much. We're just going to hang out for an hour. Hopefully, give some. I mean, you're going to give people nuggets. I might actually make them dumber. So you know, we'll see where it goes. But
1: man, I reckon sometimes I see when you when you um, when you go deep into something. I just, I feel the divine fucking channeling through you and all your wisdom is just emanating outwards. I'm like, it's too much. I can't hold it.
0: (laughs) It's definitely got to be some other power because it's not my one brain cell that bounces around in here. (laughs) It's definitely not that thing. Oh man. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today because there's so much that um, is going on right now in both of our worlds. And there's a lot in how it intertwines with how men are showing up today. And so one of the first things that I've really valued about you and I want to dive into a little more is how you have become this person, this man who has really created this beautiful balance between sweeping between the feminine and the masculine and allowing yourself to be a nurturer, to be a supporter, to be somebody who can hold space, but also you're fierce as fuck And you train like tomorrow could be the zombie apocalypse. And so you balance this shit so well. Not many men can do this. And not many men have seen such a powerful man hold that type of presence. I want to dive a little bit into what has gotten you to that point to where you said, okay, this balance in me is who I want to show up as.
1: Mm. I just found value... And I found power, and I found pull, like gravitational pull, like gravitas, in 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 able to, in being able to have range in my emotional being and my emotional self, and at the same time, uh, doing my best to not lose that fierceness that I think is very natural to men. Full stop. I I think every man has a capacity to be very fierce in a masculine expression, as women have a capacity, and in fact, the feminine can be deeply fierce in a feminine and expressive. And so I just found value in that. And I noticed that when I was able to move between different feeling states, and, and I'm, I'm going to come back, I'm going to speak to range, we're going to come back to something else in a moment, and then still be me, like still be my adrenaline, because, you know, our psychology is related to our physiology and vice versa. And so still being my adrenaline still thrill seek still explore my edges still push my body like really challenge myself through physical extremes such as uh intense workouts or uh cold exposure uh, or building a particular business or service or movement that i know is going to come with immense challenges you know whether it's people management or uh, figuring out how to fund the thing or the marketing message or whatever it is, like whatever project or goal I wanted to achieve and, and get fierce around that. But the thing I wanted to come back to was not just the range, but the ability to receive. And, and that was something that I struggled with a lot I, 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 throughout my whole life because my inability to receive was connected to low self-worth, low confidence and low self-esteem, which was perpetuated by my family environment and perpetuated by um, my perception of self, how I interpreted certain life events, just abuse that I experienced, volatility and violence, um, bullying, myriad other things as well growing up. And 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 I, I just kept that in my being, in my body. I thought, well, this is just who I am, just this unreliable, not confident, weak person. But what really changed that was and I had to, the, the pendulum swung both ways for me, but what really changed that was I was being bullied when I was, must have been about 15. And I just, maybe maybe 16, I think it was 15. I just said, enough's enough. I just started fighting back, like physically fighting back, being aggressive. because I had so much suppressed and repressed aggression and rage from my father and from those experiences. And that's what I mean by the pendulum swung the other way. I was so passive and so retracted and so meek and so weak right, that I just went very, very aggressive, became hyper aggressive, I became a smart aleck, became sarcastic, I became violent, you know, and, and whilst there are regrets that I have around that, so to speak, at the same time, I don't because it helped me understand who I was by moving through those extremes, I was able to find a, a middle way which by the way, I'm still learning to refine, Johnny, like it's not a, (laughs) it's not an easy path. Like it's still, I'm still learning to refine. When is it appropriate to be extra fierce? And when is it appropriate to step back and just be in the, the sensation of what is happening here and not need to retaliate or react or respond, but rather the response is observation and stillness. And it's something that I'm still, I mean, I think I have mastery over it. I believe I have mastery over it. I'm certain I do actually. But there's deeper layers of mastery that come up as I evolve as new experiences come to me, I.e., having a daughter, um, you know, she's eight, eight, eight weeks old and four days. And so that brings its own set of challenges with how I deal with frustration and the unknown and uncertainty uh, within myself and within the context of my family dynamic um, and the additional mm. quote unquote pressure. So it, it's definitely a, um, a learning curve, man, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely, brother. But you, you navigate it. I mean, obviously through the trials and tribulations of your life, you've learned how to navigate it through that mastery. And so one of the pieces that there's a couple that I wanted to pull out of there that I think guys can get from this. There's two mainly that I really wanted to highlight is one, you be, you swung that pendulum over, right. And you became this violent individual. You started to get into more physical, um, like more physical, I guess, altercations, but you also to put, you started to put yourself in combat sports and things like that. But you didn't necessarily have the psychological mastery over your emotions and your ability to control that physical mm-hmm. violence. So I want to talk to that piece for a second, you know, because there's a lot of men out in this world that want to pride themselves on, I'm a fucking Spartan or I'm a fucking Punisher. And then you're like, bro, okay, first off, like really? And then second off, okay, like you, you want to act like you're, you're hard as fuck, but you have no control over your inner being. Can we talk about that a little bit and how you see men in the world today, how they might be able to find some clarity in that mastery over that inner being so that physical force that they are can actually be used for good?
1: Yeah. I resonate with what you've said. And the toughest guy in the room is generally the quiet. Often the quietest guy, not always, but often the quietest guy in the room, right? Because he really just knows his worth and his value and he knows his prowess, his power, he knows what he's capable of and he doesn't need to prove it to anyone. And he's moved beyond, he has that level of authentic self confidence. And for me, I wasn't that person. I compensated, right? But I was also just angry. It wasn't that I was, it was a combination of just being really angry and not knowing what to do with my anger. So I just drank a lot of alcohol and fought right? Whether it's combat sports or on the street or whatever it was, i had to prove myself, you know, mm-hmm. interesting, man, real time. I was at the empowered brotherhood workout this morning and, and Garen was just speaking about, um, I can't remember what he, I can't remember what he was speaking about. He was speaking about leaning into discomfort essentially. Right. And, and, and what it, what it activated within me and it triggered within me, it, it triggered a thought of like, wow, I'm fucking really still in, in, in my, in, um, in the minutia of my behavior, there's parts of me still seeking validation. There's parts of me still mm. seeking to be validated by my peers or by, you know, social media or by my community or by my wife or by whatever it may be. Right. Even like when I go up to my daughter and she's starting to smile now and, and she sees me, she hasn't seen me for a few hours and I'm wanting her to smile, like to recognize that I'm here. Like even in the minutia of that, I'm like, huh? I'm seeking validation still right and so back to your question i just wanted to throw that in there because it's 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 very important yeah. that we become acquainted with ourselves in all ways constantly not not every second of the day but there's a constant or consistent practice of that because that's how we grow and i just noticed that today and i'm, and I'm just really sitting with it okay so where else do i seek validation in in subtle ways where i compensate or i'm not fully myself or I pretend to be someone that I'm not. Like I'm really digging into that, and it's hard, man, because my ego doesn't like that. I don't think anyone's ego likes that, and it's fucking challenging. But for me, I just know if I want to be a more whatever human being, whatever man I want to be, you know, you fill in the adjectives. For me, it's more grounded, it's slower paced, it's less reactionary, it's more observant. It's uh, there's a, a level of of stoicism, but also you know deep empathy um courage uh equanimity you know that calm in the face of chaos like i know i need to slow down i need to observe myself in these ways but to answer your question for me i just compensated a lot because i was very angry and i was masking my self-confidence so it was a false bravado and that's what i see most men do in the world like, most men will come from that place whether you're attempting to climb the corporate ladder or, or be the greatest fighter in the world again the majority of fighters that are out there come from very, very wounded places and that's that's not everyone mm-hmm. not every every fighter but the majority of fighters come from really wounded places that the low self-esteem they were bullied when they were younger they didn't have a, a, a solid parental figure or figures um they ex- experienced real hardship growing up and it was one of the ways that they dealt with it is it was gaining control and gaining power and it's a false sense Mm -hmm. of power like trying to control someone else or hurt someone else for you to feel better is like having heroin the heroin eventually wears off and you need more of it it's the same it's the same thing with trying to control other people the adrenaline and the psychological uh structures that that are circulating in your mind will last for a period of time but then you're going to need to control someone else again and so the appetite for that gets more and more and so you have to get more violent it's like pornography Right. We get numb to it when yeah. we need more porn or we need certain types of porn or whatever it may be. It's the same with this. And so I needed to control more. I needed to be more aggressive. I needed to stuff down and hide my shame and my insecurities more. And honestly, yeah. man, it wasn't until I really did deeper work on myself, which is my early thirties, early, early thirties. I'm 40. Now I and mean, I was doing deep work for a long time, but I was, it was deep, but it was also on the surface because I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm. go, to the depths that I needed to, to make the changes that I needed to, right? It was all about awareness, Mm. but no, no action. I see that a lot in men as well. Like a lot of men hide behind their intellect. They, they're able to weave a story about what they know, but they're not fucking embodied. And that was me for a very long time. I was very good at philosophizing, but I wasn't walking my talk. I just wasn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I find, I find that I, I actually do that sometimes I find that I'm, it's easy for me to use an intellect to go around something, but not really address what's actually going on or what actually comes up in me. And so I find that that is actually something that I I still do to this day. But one of the other pieces to this is that, you know, I didn't find in myself, like I did, you know, my past, everybody that's listening to the show knows a lot about who I was and what I've been through, but I didn't find my power until I decided that I had to have the real conversations with who I was and figure out why those insecurities were making me want to peacock out or use my, I guess, physical superiority and tactics to, to make myself feel better than other men. And when I started to find that, I started to realize that the confidence to wear confidence is to truly be humble by understanding who you are inside and, and asking yourself the real questions. Like you ask yourself, like, why am I still seeking validation? Right. And I think men all in all, and and I'm going to generalize here, um, you know, obviously not all men, but I think a lot of men out there don't ask themselves the real questions because they've never been really pushed to the limits of saying, of, of being pushed past their ego, because I think that the ego, while it has its, its good features and its bad features, the ego is also a block for us that once we get past it, we can have the true conversations with ourselves. We can have the real conversations about, you know, what it is that we're truly seeking in our lives and how we're going to show up as men. And I think part of that is we have to be able to bring that ego down. But in a lot of cases, we can't because we're so heightened awareness consciously and intellectually that it constantly blocks us from getting past the ego to have the real conversations.
1: So I I used to really take my body to very intense physical places to a punish myself because my self-worth was low and b numb and forget my pain and not address it. So instead Mm. of taking drugs, I would use fitness or exercise because it was a convenient accolade as well. Cause you know, my friends and my peers and any competitions I entered, whether they were 24 hour mountain biking races or CrossFit events or triathlons or, you know, boxing, whatever it was like, they go, oh, wow. You know, Steph's so fit. He's so strong. He's so this, oh, he's like number two or number one or number three or whatever, you know, whatever it is, um, I didn't really get top three in triathlons, that's for sure, but some <laughs> more towards the end, um, but either way, you know, I would do feats of endurance. Like I would do an iron man with six weeks training, you know? Shit like that and and so and and without any specific training outside of just you know cycling before that you know and and again exposure to running and swimming but nothing specific for an iron man so i would i would rest my laurels on that now the positive of it, of it was i really discovered a lot about myself um the negative of it so to speak is that the source and the intention wasn't really pure and the unfortunate thing was because i wasn't coming from a more pure place a more transparent place within myself authentic and vulnerable place within myself i didn't really gain the wisdom that i could have from those physical experiences don't get me wrong i got mindset from her I got, I got a lot tougher from it and i would p- apply that to similar situations but it wouldn't cross over, unfortunately, maybe to some extent, but very minimally, it wouldn't cross over to my relationships. It wouldn't give me resilience and patience and calm in relationships because in, in relationships, I would just go to my old triggers, which is what I was familiar witnessing growing up, you know, <clears throat> reactivity, abrasiveness, verbal violence, emotional abuse, um, uh, feelings of inadequ- inadequacy, which led to high levels of defensiveness um, mm-hmm. and attack before I get attacked, you know. And so, unfortunately, yeah. those those lessons didn't really translate as well as they could have to every other area of my life, including business as well. You know, well, maybe I shouldn't say that because I was very persistent in business, but I was just very ignorant. Um, so it didn't give me an opportunity to. I didn't. I didn't take the lessons of pausing and being with the immense pain, the physical, you know, the physical rupture that I was experiencing in, in endurance events, largely, and high intensity events. Um, Uh, That didn't translate as well as it could have into other areas of my life.
0: Mm. Uh, Do you think that there is a balance there for men if they intentionally put themselves in that space with the right intention around their mindset that they can gain higher levels of clarity and, um, and tap in more emotionally and spiritually to themselves? 100%
1: 100% without doubt I do and the only way they can really we as men can really tap into a pure deliberate intention is to do our inner work and that means exploring ourselves that means being more self-aware and to be more self-aware we have to explore ourselves but we can't just explore the convenient parts like the parts that society likes like the joy and the laughter and the the bravado and the making money and the status and the charming nature that, that we possess and so forth and the athletic ability. Like we've got to embrace all of ourselves and explore the ugly, you know, the unpleasant, the undesirable, the anger, the rage, the jealousy, the, uh, selfishness, the sadness, yeah. you know, we have to explore all of that and we have to learn to be with that and love those parts of ourselves and accept those parts of ourselves because we weren't really shown how to, growing up, not for everyone, but for the, I would say for the majority of us, more than 50% of men weren't shown how to really love and care for themselves. And in fact, they were told and shown that that's weak. And that's not, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) being authentically self-confident and self-care is not a thing that men do, right? But that's not sustainable. But again, we rest our laurels on violence and we rest our laurels on um you know if i die for a worthy cause then then i'm of value you know we look at our military industrial complex is very much the philosophy is very much centered around that that's how it captures that's how it, it, it you know i never went to the military i was at a crossroads in my life and i was going to go to the military or go somewhere else and i went somewhere else and but in that in those moments i remember when i was 19 what was appealing to me is yes i can be a stand for something I can, I, can, I can righteous indignation, I will fight injustice and I will represent that, you know, that's the thematic man, the man that wants to represent injustice in the world. And the military can be a stand for that, you know, particularly Western military. The way, for me, it was in yeah. the Australian military, but it's the allied forces, right? So well, we're going to fight the things that are bad in the world, you know, communism, uh, whatever it may be, right? Like... You know, nuclear, you know, countries that have nuclear weapons that are, that are terrorists by nature or whatever, all, all bullshit and at the same time, <laughs> the, the military was tapping into something that's very, very natural to men, very natural to human beings, yeah. but particularly men being the, you know, the man of thumos, the man of righteous indignation, the man that is a stand for social injustice. And, and we, yeah. we have that element in us, right? And then when we band together and there's a group of us that we relate to and we lock arms as brothers, I mean, man... I would I would assume there are brothers that you have served with, that you have bled with, that you have hurt with that you know some men will prioritize their brothers over their families because of that that deep shared experience, right? And I'm not saying that's wrong because it's actually not wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong all right. it's actually but it's not wrong. But they share such a rich, unique experience of life or death that the bond is so fucking strong, and the military knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they they put men in those positions to then be a stand for what the military tells you they represent, right? Mm-hmm. Where, anyway, that's another conversation, but yes, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting though, because I love, I love you going down that path because there is that, that form of protection that we all want to exude. And there's that martyrdom that I think men are taught is mm-hmm. very okay. And I think many men in this world... Don't realize that when they get to the end of their days, they spent a whole lifetime of martyrdom and rarely actually sought happiness for themselves and actually didn't really know who they were the whole time. And to me, that is the saddest part of what I see men ending up with is the fact that they know themselves so little, they actually can't impact their families positively. They know themselves so little that they actually can't help the next generation find a tie tie into their connection with who they truly are so they can live a happy and authentic life. And to me, that's what's terrible because we pride ourselves on this, this fucking protection but we can't even protect ourselves internally, like we can't protect ourselves emotionally and spiritually. But we want to sit there and say Be- being a martyr is making us an, an alpha male or making us a badass student. It's like no, that's not fucking true. Because you're 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 still a little boy inside, and you never mm-hmm. actually found out how to protect yourself by actually understanding who you are. And so, for me, I, I love that you went down that road because. There is a lot of value in today's society for that. But until we blend men with that feature that we've gotten from the industrial military complex to the feature of also connecting internally with who we are and finding those demons inside of us and those shadows and saying, Hey, I have the tools in my toolbox to handle this. I I can have the real conversations with these. When we pair those up, that's when we can really change what masculinity looks like. Those are men to be feared. Those are men that I want to see in this world, you know?
1: Man, everything you just said then, big yes to that. And that's that's the thing. Like when martyrdom comes from a place of trying to fill a gap, of feeling worthy, that's when it doesn't work. When martyrdom comes, and I don't even think it's considered mar- martyrdom in this in this instance, but when martyrdom, co- martyrdom comes from a place of, I believe in what I'm a stand for, and what I'm a stand for is fucking bigger than me, that, that's a very different energetic from I'm going to do this to prove to the world that I'm good or that I'm valuable mm-hmm. or that I'm worth something. It's a very different energetic.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. No. And, and I think that there, there needs to be men who take that challenge on and say, okay, there is a different level of a way of perceiving myself and perceiving how I impact this world. And so the other, the, the other shift here as well. So we talked about men who have this hard exterior shell and they want to act, they want to wear the Spartan shirts and the Punisher shirts and be the big bad dude, but they, they lack the connection with them internally, but let's flip, let's flip the script too, because there like, we just talked about, there is a huge value for being somebody who can physically know his, his abilities and know his capabilities. But there's many men out there who are maybe embodied internally, but they lack that physical feature of understanding how far they can really push themselves. And how do we get those guys to see that there is a window for them to do that? There is a door for Mm. them to walk through and say, there's a balance in me so I can show up in a way that I've never seen before. That's more embodied, more capable, more confident.
1: Mm. You know, everything we've spoken to you and I right now in this discussion up to now has really been around our perception or our subjective shared perception of what being a good man is. What you're asking now for me, and and Jack Donovan really speaks strongly to this, um, and what you're asking now to me is, well, what does it mean to be good at being a man? And so for me, that physical component is part of that. It's what he calls one of the four tactical virtues. And I love this, I really resonate. I mean, I really resonate with Jack Donovan's work, um, but I really resonate with this particular tactical virtue. I think we've evolved as men to be very physical and in our bodies. And I think modern society and the complacency and you know the advent of certain technological yeah. implementation, global implementation has made us lazy and has made us fucking weak and has actually pulled us away from our manhood and our, and our more authentic expression of masculinity. Like I don't I'm not I'm not good with knives. I shouldn't say I'm not good with knives. I just never really practiced knife fighting. So what am I doing? This month I'm starting to practice knife fighting. Like that's I'm gonna get better at it. Like I'm not good at it. Like I'm pretty good at stand-up fighting, like good enough anyway. Like I'm I'm comfortable, I've been doing it for years. I'm not that great on the ground. I've done a little bit, I'm doing more of it. So I want to challenge myself through the physical and I want to be adept right? I want to be comfortable in my body. It doesn't mean I have to be a black belt in jujitsu or be the the best boxer or kickboxer in the world or, uh, you know, be be the next Krav Maga instructor. It's not about that. It's just about being exposed to uncomfortable situations and uncomfortable circumstances and skill sets, right? I want to keep my brain active as well. And it's not the only way to keep my brain active, but it's one way. And so I think we've got to bridge Mm -hmm. the gap. Like too many men are too scared to be in their bodies, right? Or they're too focused on making money or, or climbing the corporate ladder. There's nothing wrong with that. But my invitation is, well, can you do all of it? And not only can you do all of it, right? Can you do all of it well? And can you do it where it doesn't come from a place of lack and compensation and low self-worth, right? Mm, can you, cut, can yeah. you do it from a place of wanting to expand your sense of confidence and your skill set and have some fucking fun doing it as well? But let me, mm-hmm. let me tell you something, which you know, I know you're very, very aware of this. We live in a world right now where there's a, a great deal of unpredictability and there's a great deal of certainty as well in certain areas of our, of our um, expanded living, but there's a great deal of uncertainty. I would rather be, for lack of a better term, prepared and be confident in my preparation to deal with multiple scenarios that are of the nature of uncertainty then, you know, be caught with my pants down and not know what to do, right? And so that requires effort, that requires training and exposure, that requires knowledge and seeking to train and work with people that are better than me. And I Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing that men don't do very well, and this is a generalization, but we don't want to admit that we don't know things. and We don't want to admit that we're just not not great at something, right? And so what we generally do Mm -hmm. is we either try and do it by ourselves, which is usually a fail or we just don't do it at all. And we avoid it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true, man. I, I, uh, I can attest that. Well, I mean, what is it? YouTube is like 70% of, of viewers on YouTube are men. And it's probably all men trying to figure shit out. Cause they don't want to call their buddy up to help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's, it's so true, man. We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to challenge ourselves because I, I there's some, I, and I don't know where it is. I've had this conversation a lot. I don't know where it is in our upbringing, but there's a point where men are taught, that like, you're supposed to know everything. And past this point, past this age, you can't ask anybody anymore, right? You're supposed to know it all. And then after that, if, if you ask anybody, you're a little bitch. Like, so <laughs> that means that you can't have, you can't have friends. So, like so you can't, there's that point where I just, I feel like that hits all of us men. And that really gives us that ability to say, wow, well, I'm not going to ask Steph to, to train me. Uh, Steph probably is a, he's a much better stand up fighter, but I'm, I'm not going to ask him to train me because now he's going to be, I'm going to be emasculated if I, if I defer to him and say he's better than me at this. So guys don't put themselves in a lot of uncomfortable positions. Think about like in every guy out there while you're listening right now, think about this. The last time somebody asked you to do something in public, in a public setting around other people that you had either never done in your life or had rarely done so much that you felt like you were a newborn baby. And did you actually do that action? You know, I think about that shit all the time because I'm like, man, how many times in my life have I said, no, I'm not going to do that because there's a lot of people around and I've never done it. Or I've done it like one or two times. I didn't want to quote unquote embarrass myself. But I realized that the guys that really have more fun, more experience in life, and find more things to challenge themselves with are the guys that are like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go throw this hatchet in front of everybody. I've never done this before. but I'm going to go do this. Cool. Like, let me go try it. I'll look like an idiot. It might hit the back. It may not hit anything, whatever, (laughs) but I'm going to go try it. So I love that, 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 that's a, that's a huge conversation piece, but how do we challenge men to, to really step foot into this, this perception of being uncomfortable is fucking good.
1: Yeah. I I want to, I definitely want to uh, speak into that. I want to come back to something you just said a moment ago. I think I was, I think it was a question you asked. I don't know if it was rhetorical or not, but you were, you were going into uh, where did we, at what point did we think or believe that, that, you know, it's okay to not know how to do something and then not actually be comfortable enough to ask and and seek wisdom around it, right? (laughs) For, For me, it's actually pretty clear. It's the dismantling of, tribe and community and the focus on hyper-independence mm. and th- there's a there's a there's a mm. socioeconomic element to that and i'm i'm, I'm going to use the i'm going to mention the word the term capitalism and 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 to be very clear i'm a a fan of capitalism um i think it's quite it elements of it is distorted in how it's expressed because it has promoted this hyper individualism where it, and what what that looks like is the more you can do it by yourself the more value you are the more you're are rewarded and accoladed for right and there's been there's been a dismantling mm. of tribes and there's been a dismantling of rites of passage and so we do not have access there's a family unit breakdown you know 50 plus percent of of marriages end up in divorce um, very early on family units are broken boys are growing up without fathers or, or regular father contact without solid male figures in their lives Um, and so, you know, there's so much of that, that I think feeds into this ideology of, well, I've got to do it by myself, the lone wolf mentality, right? But the reality is that we grow in tribe, which leads me to your, your question that you asked, we are relational beings, men fucking at one point, and you'd know this in the military, fought side by side, literally side by side with each other. It's one of the most intimate fucking things to be and do is have your shoulder next, your, your left shoulder on the right shoulder of your fucking brother and fucking boom, mm-hmm. like side by side moving towards something that you're about to conquer. There's deep that's fucking intimate, man. That is vulnerability. That is love. That is sharing. Like we we've lost so much mm-hmm. of that. You know, we see it in sporting teams, the NFL, NBA or whatever it may be. We see it in the military. That's why it's so attract those, you know, sports and military is so attractive to men particularly even government, you know, mm. we have, of course, there are definitely women in, in, in military, m- women in sports and government as well. But but even that, it's like we're, we're fighting for a common good or we're a stand for a common idea, at least, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've got to get men comfortable with other men. That's That's part of the solution for me. We've got to get men comfortable with other men, right? And that's going to be a challenge, but it's also very possible when we share deep, intimate, challenging experiences together and we don't judge each other through that, and we show compassion and support and we healthily challenge each other, we develop bonds and we develop trust. And then we can start being more of ourselves. And if we're being more of ourselves, when, when we don't know something, we're more comfortable to ask. And then we're gonna learn and grow and we're gonna get less, we're gonna be less in our egos and more in our power. And more, most importantly, in our collective power. That's fucking, that's impressive.
0: Mm, And I I love that because there, that is, I think, where we lower that wall, we lower that barrier, we somehow figure out that something clicks in us in those moments when we're standing with our brothers side by side, and we're in a, we're in a situation that requires us to collectively come together and allows us to share in that bond. When we're in that position, something clicks that says, Oh, I don't have to know everything. Steph is really good at this. I don't know that much about it. Let me ask him so then I can get better at it. And then we can be either equals at it or he trusts me enough that he's Mm. like, cool, this guy's got my six, this guy's got my shoulder. Right. Mm. And that's, that's really powerful that you put that in there because I think that is so profound, but we, I, I can't say, I don't know when men outside of sports get the ability to experience that. Right. And it's like, when, 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 and where can men really get the experience for that? That's yeah. a, that's a challenging question.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, the the men's work that you do, the men's work that I do, the, these movements that we're creating separately and also together, because, you know, we, you and I work together as well. And and you, you know, you work with MPB as well. and and I'm a massive supporter of everything that you do in the world because we're working together, essentially. Um, I think it's in those places and in those spaces, brother, outside of, like you said, sporting teams and and perhaps military, corporate organizations, which can be a little um, uh, single-minded and narrowly focused, which is fair enough. That's their objective, right, is to – if they're a Mm. public company, increase profits, satisfy shareholder um, uh, 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 investment – Uh, if you're a private company much the same thing it's it's about turning quarterly profits and increasing those and you know increasing market cap and all of that and we sort of lose the connection piece in there right it doesn't become the focus but with Mm -hmm. the men's movements that we're involved in the connection piece is the focus alongside many other focuses but it's all around the development of self right and the development of tribe and community and groups um, you know, particularly with, you know, we have an event coming up May 26th and May 29th that you and I are co-hosting uh, amongst many other leaders as well, uh, Activate Your Alpha, which is, again, an, an opportunity for men to really get to know themselves in a deeper way. Like, that's, that, that's the reality of it. And they're going to either lean into each other and support each other, or they're going to break and crumble. And I'm going to assume that most mm-hmm. of them are going to break and crumble. And that's a good thing but can they repair and come back from that together
0: yeah well i mean it's it, it is and one of the biggest things about what we're doing and that event in particular is that the ones that are not the the ones that are going to thrive and succeed and come out of that as a different man are the ones who don't try to do it on their own that's the I mean, and anybody listening that comes and attends activate your alpha i'm giving you a little bit of the answer here to the test and that is if you don't try to do this on your own you actually will succeed but if you try to do it on your own you will fail faster than everybody else i promise you that it will not be fun because it will make you it, it will, will isolate you it'll separate you from that and then and and i think that th- there's a piece to this too i want to also talk about which is when we're talking about that brotherhood to succeed in environments that are austere, these environments that are hostile and challenging, and really testing us, testing us, putting us to the limits is also we call it activate your alpha. And I know there's a guy out there cause I would have this question. Well, well, if it's my alpha, then why are you telling me the brothers are what I need to succeed? Right. And so I want to lean into that a little bit too, because I, I think that's a question we do need to answer.
1: Yeah because your brothers are going to be mirrors for you. That's the reality of it, right? Mm. We're, again, I'm going to come back to what I said a moment ago about being relational beings. See, one of the one of the reasons I think humanity has evolved the way it has is a number of different variables. I think the uh, development of the prefrontal cortex, uh, fire, eating meat, the advent of language, discovering psilocybin, and, and other psychedelic plants, I'm sure, has evolved our consciousness. Um, but I also think... Uh, you know, potentially aliens as well. But beyond all of that, um, I, <laughs> I think, I think um, uh, being in a relationship and, and learning how to thrive in a relationship, right? And so when you're an infant, you're a little baby boy, you rely on your environment to show you how to survive, how to live, how to thrive. And what's prominent generally in your environment, in one's environment, is one's primary caregivers and usually those primary caregivers are a man and a woman not always but usually they're a man and a woman and what used to be a village so many men and many women many mm-hmm. different people right we lack a lot of that today we lack a lot of that mm. and we lack that male guidance but boys are always looking to what's familiar for guidance and if they recognize themselves as boys as men and then they see other men that are older and bigger than them they will look to them as a mirror to be guided in the world, to be shown what's next, how do I do this thing, or at least give me some basic tools to figure it out. And so when we're talking about Alpha, you know, being an Alpha isn't just being adept in solitude, being an Alpha is also learning how to lead other human beings, other men, and learning how to be led as well. And I'm sure you can attest to this in the units that you worked with, right, that you worked in, in the military, specifically in special operations. You weren't always the leader. Sometimes you had to lead, uh, be led, sorry. And sometimes you had to lead and the circumstances called for that. And that, to me, that's a big part of being an alpha. And so when you have a mirror and a man that maybe triggers you or activates you or gets you really fucking angry and gets you to go deep into that place, where's that anger stored? Where does it come from? What's it really about? Where else does it play out in your life? How does it fucking control you? then that man becomes a mirror and he helps activate your alpha. Now, you're the only one that can activate it, but he can bring it out in you. He may bring it out in other ways. It may be more positive. You may see his compassion and go, fuck, I wish I had that growing up for my dad. Fuck, that makes me emotional. Shit, where's that emotion coming? What is that now? Boom. Now you're activating your sovereignty. You're activating your leadership. You're activating parts of your alpha. That's how I see it, Johnny.
0: I, I that's like a mic drop. I just want to end on that one. <laughs> Fuck man. Cause that's, that to me is, that is exactly what it is. Like, you know, to, and this is real time for everybody, just like, you know, your story earlier, but you who's challenged me to activate my alpha in more of that, because I didn't have that connection and awareness of who I was internally. I just had the external piece. I was still a little boy inside, and I couldn't understand where the emotions were coming from. I couldn't understand why people like you, men like you, triggered me and what it was in me that wanted to come out because I saw value in it in you. And that really helped me to activate the alpha within who I am. And so, everything you said was a hundred percent on point. And I think when men are able to come to an environment, like activate your alpha with us and actually have the cadre the I mean, the freaking all-star cadre that we have as part of this event from multiple special operations guys to some of the best men's development leaders on the planet in you, Preston, Garen, Samson, like this all-star cast of helping men develop into their alpha is, is really, in my opinion, what changes the game for what we're doing, for how men have events, for what is out there for these guys to dive into. And when they see their brothers around them and they get that mirror, like you said, from them and from us, it's going to change mm. their perspective of who's even inside of them
1: yeah I just I thought I'd touch on two things man that just came to me firstly, um, just really commending you on you know you mentioned earlier how you, you'd lean into me in, in, in that I've challenged you in healthy ways and you've definitely done the same for me in, in different ways as well um, but it's your humility that allows that challenge to penetrate the, the substructures of your spirit and your soul and and I honestly think and believe that's an integral part of being an alpha is, is that humility right? And, right and having the confidence to say yeah i don't know this as well as i probably could let me listen to someone that may know a little better than me and if they don't i'll be discerning enough to say "Nah, that doesn't resonate i'll move on right it won't come from ego it will come from intellect and, and and internal wisdom and the other thing i wanted to say to alpha you know we speak a lot we've thrown around this word a lot and 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 if you're you know from the attraction dynamics, polarity dynamics community or pick up artistry community, you'd be thinking "Mm, that's not what an alpha is, because in those communities, the definition of an alpha is very different. There's very specific psychological and and psycho relational traits that accompany an alpha, uh, particularly around um, uh, sexual drive, particularly around how one treats women, particularly around how one uh, pursues sex, uh, the type of lifestyle and life they want. We're talking to an alpha that's fucking beyond that and deeper than that. And I'm not saying that is wrong. It's not really about wrong. It's not for me to say it's wrong or right. It doesn't really fucking matter anyway, because it shouldn't matter what I say. It should matter if what I'm saying resonates with you. And if it does, take it. If it doesn't, then you yeah. can tell me to get fucked. It's all good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to throw a cut in there, though, if you tell me to get
1: fucked. He's Australian. <laughs> I love it. But the alpha we're speaking to here is, I think, it's a very different kind of alpha and one that is, is evolving and it's very specific to leadership sovereign leadership of self and leadership of what really matters in life and that definitely is around Mm. one's sexual practice and intimacy practice as well but different to the way it's thrown around in those communities uh, by definition
0: Mm. yeah i love that and uh the word that i truly love out of what you just said was that sovereignty and i think in my opinion That's where we're trying to bring men because when we help men get to that level of sovereignty where there's nothing else that they need to rely on except for themselves because they understand who they are inside and their capabilities outside, they actually can be reliant in, in a way on who they are and feel comfortable around their brothers and feel comfortable around opening up with their brothers and having true relationships with their brothers and with the rest of the people in their lives. Like it opens the door for better relationships when guys can become that sovereign, you know, King within themselves Mm. and understand that they have these different levels, different components, and they have the ability to have range within balancing, like we talked about earlier, between those things that help them support other people and themselves, defend, protect, you know, empathize, uh, hold space, all of those things. To have that range when they know themselves and create that sovereignty, that's where I think a lot of that power is. So, brother, I love that man, and. Yeah. As we're wrapping up here, man, because this is just obviously I look up and it's already almost time. Um, It's just that's how it is with you and I. So I love it. But uh, let's talk about where people can find you. And then we're going to tell people how they can get in tune with MPB and how they can get in tune with Activate Their Alpha if they are listening to this and inspired to jump in with us in uh, the end of this month at May 26th to the 29th.
1: Yeah, appreciate that, man. Um, you can find me at stephanossafandos.com or coachwithsteph.com or any of my social media channels, uh, Instagram, at stephanossafandos. Um, with respect to MPB, it's mpb.movement on Instagram or empoweredbrotherhood.com. It's M with the letter M, poweredbrotherhood.com. And then activate your alpha. I can't remember what the exact link is, but provide it in the show notes. We'll and we in. have an app- Yeah, we have an application yeah. form um for that it's not just as simple as oh i want to do this here's take my money um there's a there's a pretty vigorous questionnaire that we take you through and then if you're yes to that and you're able to meet that criteria then we'll we'll send you a link for for enrollment and uh we we get it started
0: yeah man and to everybody listening uh you guys have heard me talk about activate your alpha and some of my other podcasts and what this means but in true this is a, a big This is something Steph and I have talked about for a while and we thought was something the world needed. And so we are humbled to be able to join forces and bring this together for you guys. And not only that, for all the men who have signed up and men who will be at future activate your alphas, if you're not at this one, I give you so much credit and so much respect at this point, because this right here, uh, Steph and I have talked about it before. There's going to be a version of you that enters activate your alpha. And there's going to be the man that leaves activate your alpha. And it's not going to be the same man. And so for guys that are stepping on, stepping into that, taking that challenge on, I just commend you because this right now is going to be a special moment, a pivotal moment in your life. And I don't make that promise, um, with just any statement. I don't, my words mean something to me, but I know what we're bringing forward to men. And so I'm just honored to be part of this journey for any man that's going to step foot into this and honored to be part of this journey with Steph and with all the men from Empowered Brotherhood. And Furthermore, Empowered Brotherhood. If you guys are in the Austin area, please check out Empowered Brotherhood. It's probably one of the most special communities out there and worldwide. I mean, there's what like some odd almost a thousand members worldwide. Stuff like you guys have have yeah more. We haven't
1: really yeah more than about 1,100. We haven't started really promoting or, or really solidly getting the message out there because we're putting a lot of structures in place. But we're we're about to pull that trigger, so we're excited.
0: Yeah. So guys, um, if you're interested in a big community of epic human beings with the, the best fucking men's leaders out there, get part of empowered brotherhood, join that movement. Cause it is, we, this movement is going to show the world what masculinity truly can be and give the world a better caliber of man. So I love it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me on the show, talking about this special test. And everybody, if you're interested in Activate Your Alpha, check out the show notes, click the link, apply as soon as you guys can, because it is coming up May 26th to the 29th. And we definitely want you to be there. If you guys pass our selection process to get in, (laughs) we want you to be there and challenge yourself and be open to being something different. So love you, brother. I will talk to you soon and to everybody out there. As always, remember to drop the ego and stay humble until next time.